Hey, welcome back to Inside the Pressure Cooker with Chad and Morris. Let's get to it. Your pet peeves. Disorganization, mostly. A lot of things, like uh, not consolidating a walk-in. That's what will piss me off the most. Is like, if you have an eight-quart container and you left an inch of sauce in it you're on my oh, fucking man. bad side i just got used to that like not accepting that used to it but i wouldn't get mad about it <laughs> right then and there i would save that until it was like okay you come here <laughs> or even taking like if you take all the product out of a cambro and leave the empty cambro in the walk-in that's probably the number one. That's that's the. Well, the funny part about that is they probably struggled to carry all that shit back to their station when they could have just used the camera. It's just stupid and lazy, and uh, like uh, not keeping dish like organized for the dishwasher. If you're not scraping out your pans, if you're not taking the tape off, and if you're not stacking. Like accordingly, that really gets under my skin. Let's say those. It's amazing how many people that I've seen that come from a cook or come from a dishwasher position, and they know the level of suck that's involved. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they get into a position on the line, like. All that just goes out the fucking window. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're probably the biggest offender here right now. And I'm like, what? I mean, if this was you like two weeks ago, right? What would you have been doing? Like, but it's like, damn, man. It's like, seriously. Yeah. If you're cooking, you've never worked dishwasher shift i would advise you to pick one up just to see what it's like just so you know like from that level what shit can be like and as far as like organization and cleanliness goes is probably more important in dish than anywhere else because if you if you're not organized and you're not like that shit gets stacked up real fast and it's almost impossible to dig your way out yeah, because chances are, too, the facility, we'll say, that you've got to be able to process all this through probably is inadequate to begin with. Yeah. They rarely are. So you've got to be organized. Um, and then the other part, nobody, right? Maybe this is another pet peeve. Nobody is above doing dishes. Fucking A. All right. The amount of times that even have, you know, where I was either the exec of a restaurant or even, you know, where I was uh, when I was managing multiple restaurants. Right. And I was going around. Yeah. You know how many times I've jumped into the dish to help bail them out? I mean, it wasn't my job. I could have just stand there and been like, man, that sucks. No, nobody's above that law. Right. So. 
it's it's part of being part of the team. Yeah. Those are the ones. All right. <laughs> you said pet peeves. I was like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> we kept it. Yeah. If you had to pick five, not necessarily cookbooks, but like just culinary books that had a huge impact on your career and your life, what would they be? And you can't say Kitchen Confidential or The French Laundry. Okay. Neither one of those would have been. Um, because I didn't own the French Laundry uh, for a long time because it was a great book and I respected the restaurants. Um, and I would actually go to the French Laundry website almost daily at times and, and look at their menus is every day they posted their menus. Right. And just to kind of see what was going on. But I knew there was nothing in that book that would actually translate into what I was doing. Um, and kitchen confidential, I'm not sure when it came out, but I actually didn't, I didn't actually read that until I was already in the business. Um, so man, cookbooks that I had the biggest influence. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's any one, any, I, I couldn't name five. Um, it doesn't have to be five. Well, no, I'm just kind of going through because, you know, some of my earliest cookbooks, uh, Marcella Hazan, um, you know, just she's the Julia child of Italian cuisine. Um, and another book that everybody should probably own because all the recipes in there are absolute classic and they will always work. Um, and you can easily adapt them into what you're doing, especially with the uh, air quotes here, new American cuisine, um, the joy of cooking. Right. Um, there's several just, you know, when you, when you're really looking for that soulful home cooked, like, Right. I mean, that book has been around for close to, I mean, almost a hundred years. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a reason like in, and honestly those, they don't update the recipes. Yeah. I mean, and so they're just kind of updating. I don't know what they're updating. Um, but, but that's a great one. Um, man. Uh, the flavor Bible yeah. when I was in a position where I was having to create a lot infrequently. Um, that, that was great because in, it, it's funny how this works, but when, so creativity is a muscle. Okay. We, we all kind of understand that. Um, I say we all, but if you don't understand that, it is. So you always have to find ways to become creative um, and exercise that muscle. And that's why reading, I talked about that, um, making notes and just kind of keeping my mind active with it. And even when you, so when, when you're not active creating, you get into that rut, 
right? Whereas just like, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just flab, right? You're just like, nah, nah, nah. and, but even then when you're creating a lot, it's really easy to get into that rut where it's like overworking a muscle. It just becomes tired. Yeah. And, and so the, the flavor Bible was a great way to be able to be like, okay, listen, I just, I need to start with one ingredient, right? That's kind of my primary. And then, and then let that go. Um, because I wasn't doing, I wasn't creating entirely from that, but it really helped overcome like, uh, mental fatigue. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's an absolute must own book. Um, the, the flavor Bible, man. And then after that, I mean, that's it. Those are, those are always been like kind of my, I don't want to say my go-tos. I mean, Marcella's on was a big impact on me very early on. Um, and, and then learning to cook some of the recipes out of, uh, the joy of cooking, just realizing that it is just, it's the American version of, uh, Escoffier cookbook. Right. Right. And, and so, um, no, it may not apply to everybody, you know, but that's a great book. Um, and, but I mean, all those other ones, um, you know, the, whether it's, uh, Grant Ackett's or Thomas Keller, um, Ferran Andrea, like amazing work, right? Yeah. But there was no way. I mean, to me, that's like a coffee table book. I mean, you can look at it and be like, ooh, pretty, right? But <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to execute anything out of it. There's, I mean, uh, I've never been a part of a restaurant that could execute anything out of that. Um, right. So you, even the idea generation was kind of a stretch. Because at that point, it's like, man, will my clientele even accept that? Yeah. Um, what else? Alice Waters. I really like her. Um, you know, but I mean, that's a lot of my California background, the California cuisine. Um, you know, I've always been more California cuisine or the, the wine country cuisine. Now, sometimes people are call it or, um, that's always been a big influence in me. Same. I came up with a short list. Mine are much more modern, but it's because it's. Did books you just call like, me old? No, I have those same books, <laughs> and I like them too. It was more of like a personal journey, you know. Okay. Um, Letters to a Young Chef by Daniel Balud. Um, it's not a long book. It's very short, and it's a lot of stuff that you might already know. But to hear a chef of his caliber kind of break it back down into the basics of what it takes to be a really good chef was uh, the really important thing for me to read at the time that I read it. So that was a big one. The next one is a book that you gave me, uh, State Bird Provisions. That's a good book, Stuart. yeah. Yeah. Um, the flavor combinations in it are just like insane and like really, really delicious. But, 
before you gave me that book, I was mostly just getting books from the library and I didn't really have very many cookbooks of my own. And that cookbook was one that kind of set me on the collecting of cookbooks. And now it's very much a point of pride, like the collection that I've gotten. Mm -hmm. And I'm not allowed to buy any more cookbooks, by the way. <laughs> it's, no one tells me where I can. And can. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've got quite a bit. I've actually got to the point where I've, I started collecting them. Um, yeah. there, there's some, there's certain books that I've, um, haven't actually, you know, they, they'll come like in, in, uh, the plastic or something, you know, the, the cellophane or something I've, and those aren't even part, those aren't even on my, my wall. Those are in my bedroom in another section where I just yeah. know like, Hey, one day this is going to be worth something. <laughs> um, but then that's the other part too, is I started collecting cookbooks, um, you know, or you kind of, you triggered me here when you talked about the cookbook collection. Um, I started collecting um, old books, like from uh, Southern Cuisine. You know, is that some of the earliest known cookbooks in the U.S. were all based in, in the South. Right. Uh, one, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And I don't know that I'm pronouncing it correctly, so I'm just going to say Relay. Um, it's a restaurant in Copenhagen. This guy, Christian Pulisi, he did time at Noma. He did time at El Bui. And it's called A Book of Ideas. And it's a big bastard. It's like 700 pages. And uh, before you even get to the recipe section, it really is just a book of breaking down techniques, breaking down ideas, breaking down creativity and I don't know. It's just been a really impactful book for me to uh, to read. His like from the ground up, he teaches you like how they found the place and and what it meant to him and how he wanted to execute things and how he had to pivot when the execution he wanted wasn't exactly working out. And it's it's just been a really good book. I really no, I like that idea too. Yeah, um, I might mispronounce this too, but Yotam Atolingi. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, his book, Plenty, when I got it, was what kind of set me into more of a vegetable-driven, um, wanted to execute more vegetable-driven stuff. Uh, once again, like the flavor combinations in that book are crazy, and you know, he hasn't done a bad book since then. No, I, I love all his books. and I, Plenty was one of the first ones I started with, and I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Flavor Bible was my last one. Okay, this is what it's just like you said. Like when you're creating and you just you hit a little bit of a, a wall, you're like, "What could I possibly go with this?" That is an awesome thing to have around to just flip through and be like, ah, "I didn't even think about that." Yeah, and I mean, that. it's like a lot of things. Like you're doing that crossword or something, you know, in. The answer's there. You know what it is. And once you see it, you're like, fuck that. I should have known that. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. because it's like, man, it was so obvious. Um, but yeah, the other great use for that too is like, even when you create something and you're like, it's just, I like it. It's okay. You don't love it. Yeah. Right. Or you're like, something's missing. That's a great one to go back to and be like, okay, 
like the uh, time to kind of rephase, re- retool this one a little bit with that book. All right, that's going to wrap up this part of the episode um, for right now. Next episode or the continuation of this conversation uh, will drop tomorrow morning. Keep an eye out for that. Appreciate y'all. Keep listening. And please send us some feedback. Down in the show notes, you will see uh, an email link. Please send that over. Um, We'd love to hear some feedback. And second of all, or lastly, I should say, is a lot of the stuff we're talking about uh, when it's possible. I will put links to especially like the books that we're talking about. If you're able to use those links uh, when you're looking for the books, if you want to buy them, um, really appreciate using those links. That just helps us um, generate a little bit of money to help pay for the the show costs. All right. Um, It costs you nothing, um, no additional costs. They're not more expensive by doing it that way. We just get uh, a small percentage of that sale as a commission. All right. Appreciate y'all and see you tomorrow.